Hello, and welcome to the Two Ball Brothers in a Microphone podcast. This is your host, Danny Ryan, and I am here today with Bruce Harple, at least virtually here with Bruce Harple over Microsoft Teams. How's it going, Bruce? Good, Danny, good. Glad to be here. Excellent. And you're, you're here to talk about a subject that we hit quite often around here, which is about trying to, it's like, Danny, why do you have to come up with an estimate? Why do you, it's because they people ask me right away. What's the estimate? How much is it going to cost us to move off of Jive and on to Microsoft? And uh, I appreciate you taking some time today. I know this has been something we've been discussing for years and um, since we've been doing a lot of these migrations, but uh, just look forward to talking to you about this. Thank you for taking the time to do this, Bruce. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So let's Get this started. So I know when from talking with customers and we're customers that are on Jive right now, um, you know, one of the things that often happens is they they just haven't really thought through. They have no idea what the budget should be. So when you don't know what the budget should be, uh, you start off with maybe zero or something along those lines. But it just seems like a lot of people just underestimate the overall effort involved with these migrations. Yeah, yeah, they definitely do. And I don't know, you know, again, you're kind of migrating from one collaborative platform, you know, Jive, you know, to a different, you know, totally different collaboration platform, right? And now for 365. Yeah. And I don't know. I think I think some customers probably take maybe their SharePoint migration experience and, and maybe they use that to, to budget for, you know, a, a Jive migration, you know. And as you know, it's it's you know, totally different. I mean, in SharePoint, you're moving kind of light content right? The, the containers in SharePoint on-prem, for example, you know, are going to be the same types of containers if I'm going from, let's say, SharePoint 2013 to SharePoint 2016. Yep. Even if I go from 2013 to, you know, to the cloud, right, to Office 365, the, the, the overall containers are, are exactly the same. Mm -hmm. But as we know, if you're, you know, moving across totally different disparate platforms, you know, it, it's a lot different. So I think sometimes they, they might be you know, using their, their SharePoint migration experience to do their budgets, but we're we're certainly seeing. I mean, I would say, Danny, you know, customers' budgets that they set, you know, before kind of talking to us, right, uh -huh. to get maybe better educated on the complexities of migrations. I, I would say, you know, we're we're seeing that that these budgets are a third to the half of what they need to be, you know, to get the that migration completed. So there's you know a, a pretty big differential in you know, kind of you know, our customers' expectations of what it takes for these migrations, you know, compared to the reality of, you know, what it is going to take, um, you know, to not only move the content, which, you know, that's a big piece of it that we focus on, but uh, as, you know, as you know, and as we've experienced with customers, you know, the whole user experience is totally different, right? And moving yeah. from Jive to, to SharePoint, SharePoint Online or Office 365, it's, it's a completely different experience and I, I think you know customers if they haven't looked closely at that right you know they aren't going to understand you know there is a significant investment in just the overall kind of change management planning and communication plan development that uh, is needed for these migrations because it's a it's a pretty dramatic change for the the end user community you know, yeah for these migrations yeah and I think as well, when we look at this, is you're, I think you're exactly right with regards to people are used to doing upgrades of existing you know, products. Um, but then along the lines with this, it's, you know, if, we're, if we're migrating like binary content or we're migrating files, that's one th thing. But in this, 
we're migrating complex data types, and so um, which might or might not have a appropriate place to go to inside of Office 365. And yeah, so, that, that, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, there, there's probably, you know, in Jive, you know, 30 to 40 different data types, right, or content types. Yeah. You know, in Jive, and, and you've got to decide, you know, where does that content live in, in Office 365? And, and, and in many cases, there's multiple destinations where that content could go in Office 365, and, and you really got to know and understand, you know, in the Jive world, you know, what are those those users of that content, you know, what's the the, the usage scenario on, on how they're kind of collaborating around that content? Because that, that could drive, you know, where we place that content in Office 365. So there's a lot of, you know, you have to understand, and I think that's the other thing, you know, the other kind of challenge, I think, you know, um, is many customers, you know, Jive, like a lot of collaborative platforms, you know, there's not a lot of governance in place, uh -huh. right? Which, you know, in collaborative platforms, in, in many ways, that's good, right? Because you're kind of letting the culture of the company define how they're going to collaborate with one another, right? And kind of what that looks like. And, and many of these tools today, you can find, you can define different types of containers, you know, within a Jive, and there's different types of containers in Office 365 that you can use for collaboration, Right, and all these containers behave differently and act differently, and have other content types, you know, kind of attached to them, right? That support the overall collaborative experience. But I think because of that, you know, kind of lack of governance there, you know, in those current Jive environments, I think a lot, of, a lot of customers don't really know, you know, at a detailed level, all the different kind of usage scenarios that are out there and how people are really you know, using Jive to collaborate. You know, much less, you know, they certainly, in most cases, you know, don't have a handle on how much content's there. Uh -huh, uh -huh. You know, and that's, you know, as you can imagine, in a migration, understanding, A, the usage scenarios, you know, how are people using this platform, and B, you know, how much content is there and needs to be moved. I mean, those are pretty critical components of trying to figure out how big something is, right? Yep. Yeah, and we, now we... um I've been working with the team about getting the our sizing tool that we have and getting that out there to folks. Is that that's a part of I think our our process? We're trying to come up with an estimate. That that's right. Yeah, and that's kind of you know one of the things I was going to talk about. You know, kind of how to begin to mitigate you know some of the unknowns. Yeah. You know, and and that is certainly one right. And I think Danny, I think that uh, the Jive size utility is is a that's a free download. I think correct yeah. on the website. Yeah, they all they have to do is uh, make a small donation to me, and then they get it for free. You know? <laughs> well, so some of the things just kind of you know technically kind of getting down to a level of, of detail with these migrations. So if you think about Jive, you know, being this you know large uh, you know collaborative environment with a lot of different containers, right? With a lot of different collaborative content. You know, some embedded in HTML, some you know contained in binary files. Uh -huh. if, you think that, if you think about that environment, you know, there is all kinds of, of linkages, right? URL linkages between all those pieces of content. And, and guess what? You know, all those URLs are Jive URLs. Yeah. Now we've taken all that content and now it's an Office 365. And it could be an Office 365 team site. It could be in an Office 365 group. It could be in a, a blog site. Um, you know, it could be in a communication site, 
So now that content that used to be in Jive all connected, right? Uh, you know, attachments, everything connected through URLs. You know, now it's in a whole different set of containers with different URLs. So guess what? I mean, we have to transform all those URLs, yeah. right? So all that linkage between all those you know, places in Jive, you know, we got to maintain all that linkage between all those you know, sites and other containers in Office 365, plus all the supporting content you know, that now might be in document libraries or folders um, you know, or other pages within Office 365. You know, we got to transform as part of that migration all those URLs. You know, we kind of call that our referential integrity, right? Of yeah. All that content. Um, so, you know, that's you know, the the technical effort there is 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 big, right? But also, you know, uh, as a customer, you've got to invest the time to do that detailed mapping. You know, so you got to say, you know, this uh, this group in in Jive that had this URL is now this team site over in Office 365 that's got this URL, right? And and we've got to have the URL of every single piece of content in Jive that's going to move in Office 365 because we got to map all that. Yeah. And, and customers have to help us with that, right? And uh, you know, that's a critical piece of the upfront planning. And it's and with the content, it might be and not everybody moves over all the content either. And it might be in a different location. It might be, I know, Sort of, there's there's things that you have to deal with re with regards to how we're linking up the content together, and that's one thing we need to think about. The other the other thing that often comes up with folks as well is um, some of these linked uh, links are to, um, you know, to to people to, who might have left the organization, and some of this information is is a is, you know information about who updated what could be to someone who. Um, you know, left the company, or there's a lot of. So we, I think we are, we've run through the years a lot of hidden to a lot of the the edge cases that people might not think about. Yeah, how are we going to handle this? Absolutely, yeah. And if you think about the whole process, right? So you kind of if you think about the traditional, you know, on-prem SharePoint migration to another, you know, from let's say 2013 to 2016, uh -huh. you, know, you might just do a database, you know, content database backup and restore, and boom, you know, everything's there. You know, but here, because we're moving, you know, from containers in Jive to different containers in Office 365, yeah, you know, we have this 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 process. We have to kind of get all the content from Jive, right? Then we have to transform all that content. So we gotta, you know, depending on where you want that content to live in Office 365, you know, we gotta transform it into the right format so that now we can call the SharePoint, you know, API, the Office 365 API, and upload that content. You know, in Office 365, and if you think about, you know, and again, we're talking about hundreds of thousands of pieces of content. So one of the other challenges is, you know, as you're pulling all that content from Jive and pushing it in Office 365, we often get throttled, right? You got two yeah. cloud environments, and uh, and they will throttle you, right? So you know, there, that's just, you know, that's just again, you know, there's time that it takes to move all this content. Um, you know, even though a lot of it is automated, it takes time to push, you know, that much content through network pipes, right? Yeah. It's physics. It's not anything other than that. Yeah. Yep. Uh, yeah. And it's, um, yeah, there's just a lot, I think a, a lot of, uh, a lot more things you're thinking about um, that go beyond the, 
oh, I'm just upgrading. I, I think one of the things I've uh, wanted to point this out where everybody's saying, hey, move to my cloud is, is, what is the, what's the portability of your content? Because it's like, if, if, you know, how easy is it for you to take your content and move it from one place to another? Because this, this problem is not going to, it's not like it's going to get any easier as people move their content up into the cloud. Uh, you know, yeah. like how, you know, in sort of long term, it's more of, you know, I think people are used to um, when things are on prem, I can get access to the database and stuff like that. You know, really thinking through, I, you know, if I wanted to make a change from one platform to another, uh, it seems like there's this whole thing with cloud lock-in that's out there as well, where, you know, and we're seeing it right now with, with some of our customers wanting to move off of Jive and realizing it's, you know, it's not a simple task at hand and, and, and it might take months to do it, whereas, you know, they just didn't think about it. Yeah, no, and I think, so And another area, just, yeah, as you were talking, I was thinking through this, Danny, where, yeah. you know, I think customers tend to underestimate the effort, right? So if you think about moving, you know, from SharePoint, you know, on-prem to SharePoint on-prem, or even SharePoint on-prem to Office 365, right? If you look at kind of validating that migration, uh -huh. it's pretty easy, right? Because your containers are the same, the names of the containers are the same, um, you know, for a user, right, an end user, let's say a site owner, a place owner, to validate that, hey, that content successfully moved, it's easy, it's quick, I can look at it, I know my site, I know, you know, my content, I can look at it in Office 365, you know, yeah, you got everything, it's all there, check, I'm done. But yep. think about, you know, a Jive user, right, that is used to operating in a, you know, instead of a Jive group, it's got its own user experience, content is organized a certain way, and now you're asking them to go into Office 365, you know, that content might be in an Office 365 group, you know, other content might be in document libraries or folders underneath that group. Um, and that's a whole new experience for that, right? So that, that's not a 15 minute exercise for that end user to give you the okay that, yes, you got all my content, I see it all, I can find it all, check, you're good to go. Yeah. You know, it's the whole kind of the, the, the quality assurance parts of these migrations, you know, the, the inspection and the validation, you know, it's, it's a lot of manual effort and, you know, it's a different environment. It's a different world for the end users who you, at some point you're going to rely on them to do some of that validation for you. Right. Yeah. To make yeah. sure you got it all. And, so, and not to make your head explode. But the other thing, the other equation that's coming into a lot of these migrations are, which one of the, if they are going with the SharePoint intranet in a box and how does that, how does that impact the migration itself? Um, I know we're working with a lot of the different you know, players that are out there with regards to this and we're agnostic as far as, you know, where they go to. And um, there's been some ones that we're, we're more, you know, we're used to working with and have some, built some relationships with. But I think that's one of the, the factors as well when you're looking at a high level estimate for these things is, it's it's not the same cost to move to whether you go into Office 365 itself or you're also including one of these SharePoint intranet in the boxes as well. Yeah, absolutely, and, and that should be a, a key piece, you know, of the uh, the migration that a customer should look at, right? Because typically, in Jive, you know, it's a very rich user experience. Yeah, and you know, typically, you know, out of the box Office 365 is not as rich. Um, 
and, and that's changing, as we know, with, with you know, modern sites, modern pages, it's beginning to, uh, to get to a richer user experience. But certainly, you know, as you said, Danny, many of our customers, you have turned to an internet in a box a product, you know, to kind of provide that wrapper around Office 365 to kind of better, you know, I guess, kind of present that content to the end users and make it so that it's not so different maybe yeah. than, than their experience in Jive. And, and that's, that's a big piece of it. And I think customers, again, with the migration, they think, okay, it's just about moving content, but hey, it's more than that. It's, it's moving content, but what's the user experience going to be? Mm -hmm. And how do I need to prepare my my user community for this new user experience. So let's talk through some of the things that um, that our uh, customers can do to mitigate some of these costs. And like, what are what are is it? I know, and then we we typically will say, okay, that, let's take this opportunity to maybe uh, do a little bit of cleaning house with content and. Um, you know, some of the, what, what we do is a little organizing and, and maybe going through and, and taking this whole opportunity to, to get rid of things that don't need to move forward. So, this, so that's one thing is probably the amount of content. What are some of the other things that are out there that help, you know, with um, cost-wise for us as, as people are looking at doing these migrations? You know, I think the other thing is is really to be, you know, prepared and, and know up front, you know, that you're going to really need to develop a, a good, solid change management plan, uh -huh. you know, as well as a communication plan. And I think, you know, to start thinking about, you know, uh, again, it, it kind of goes back to kind of understanding your current state jive environment. You know, how are, you know, how are your, your Jive users, what are those key usage scenarios? How are they using Jive today? And really begin to understand that because that, that's going to help us map to, you know, kind of what user experience is, is best going to fit and, and what are the best content stores as we prepare to move into Office 365. So really, you know, investing the time to understand that the key and critical usage scenarios that you want to kind of bring forward, you know, into Office 365, I think is a, is a key piece of that. Um, you know, I think the other thing we, we talked about running the, the sizing utility, and I, I think, you know, Danny, as you know, once we get the output of that utility too, we, we can provide like an initial ROM estimation, um, mm -hmm. you know, for that uh, migration. So people can begin to set expectations, you know, inside their organization on what it's going to take for this. Uh, for these migrations. And then, you know, Danny, I, I mean, the, the key thing that we really, you know, push customers to do is, is to go ahead and schedule the Jive migration planning workshop, you know, and or, you know, the digital workplace, you know, workshop. So the Jive migration planning workshop really focused more on the, the, uh, the content migration, right? And getting down to the detail, you know, we talked about that 30 to 40 different types of content in Jive and, and mapping that to where it's going to live now in Office 365, um, it's really kind of getting down to that level of detail and and doing all that mapping and looking how we can reduce scope, right? You know, what are some of the criteria that we can put in place to start to exclude content? Maybe there's content that we pull from Jive, it stays archived and doesn't, you know, get pushed into Office 365. Um, and then as you know, the digital um, workplace workshop is really more focused on the user experience, you know, and what are the things that we can do to make sure we effectively support those key usage scenarios, 
right, that uh, are key in, in Jive? How do we kind of replicate those usage scenarios and that user experience in Alpha 365? Um, and really just trying to understand, you know, we talk about the three C's in a digital workshop, you know, it's the communication, the collaboration and coordination, you know, and really you, how do you want to, you know, um, implement that in Alpha 365? Mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So, you know, the, it, you know, and we've had great success, you know, as you know, with the workshop and, and these workshops as much educating our customers you know, on you know, on complexity somewhat, but also on you know the decisions they've got to make, and really trying to help them make those decisions, you know, based on our experience, based on what we've seen other customers do, based on best practices, you know, that we've seen in you know leveraging Office 365 as your your you know your new collaboration platform. Awesome, so, awesome. Uh, this has been great. I worked past 20 minutes, so. This is where I start losing people to. <laughs> no, I, I think you got the, main, the main points across. Yeah, yes, I mean. yeah, and I'll put uh, in the in the um, when I post this up, I'll have a link to the workshop for people to go take a, a look at that in more detail, and then also a link to um, if they want to download the sizing tool, I'll put that up onto the to the blog post as well. But I, I appreciate uh, Bruce. I know this is a lot. This is a very difficult subject. I mean, it's one where. I think through the years maturing on, but it's it's a it's a big problem, and yeah, big problems require big minds and big you know big problem solvers. And you guys have been doing an awesome job on these projects. So I appreciate all the hard work that you do. Absolutely, man. Enjoy it very much. Okay, thanks, Bruce. Have, everybody, have a great day. Thank you, everyone, you for too. listening. Bye bye. Take care.